You ready for this? Are you ready? Are you I'm ready? very ready. Marcus is here. Stay ready like free, you know. He stays ready. Marcus is in. I already know what we're going to play. We're going to play ODPs. Shimmy shimmy yeah. We're going to open with ODB and close with ODB. Ain't that right, Marcus? Yeah, that'll close Dirty Bastard. Oh, uh, Dirty Bastard. I love old Dirty Bastard. Old dirty, ODB, bro. ODB, young, and then the whole Wu-Tang Clan. I used to listen to a lot of old stuff when I was younger. What you like, you know, 20s or early 20s? 19. Oh, about to get, you're about to get initiated. Crew's gonna grill you, you know that, right? Are you ready for it? On what? ODB? Everything. Everything. Before that, let's like, get into the sponsors. Howie, What's Rolling up? Loud. What's up? Oh, Ro this is Rolling Loud. Yeah. Dude, everybody was at Rolling Loud. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, I was in San Bernardino. Do you know about this? I didn't know about it. Alright, let's get through these sponsors. First sponsor, Alpha Brain. Vitamins for your brain. Mark. Yeah, it's Alpha Brain. No, you love Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain's the best. Cool. You love Alpha Brain for real. You need to go probably get an intervention or something like that. I don't know. Possibly. Something like that. Possibly. Many people need many interventions for There's many things. There's some living houses around here, too. You probably check in for that. Maybe I could. But uh, until then, I'm going to keep on chopping on this Alpha Brain and feeling brain-tastic. So get it. Uh, just got an update. Vitamin extravaganza. For real? What kind of update? Vitamin extravaganza is going to be in, uh, in January. What's that going to do? I... Alpha Brain's gonna be $65 instead of oh, just get up. Uh, 90 Man, You know what? Bro, I ain't never bought Alpha Brain in my life, but you know what? See about what, what it used to be. Bro, that's about 25% off. It used to be like 90 For real? Bro, I'm telling you. Crack shit. Crack about shit. Bought for an eight ball. Probably get an eight ball for like 80 now. So you probably. These people don't even, they don't, they don't even know what an eight ball is. 3.5 grams for the folks at home. Yeah. It's an eight ball. There's an eight ball Alpha, alpha, uh, alpha Crack? Uh, um, alpha Brain? I'm telling y'all. That'd be there, Vitamin Extravagant, the second sponsor, Renaissance Bookshop, run by Gene Beckman. The guy owns a place. He's got every book that your heart could desire. If he doesn't have it in the shop, he'll just order for you. You can say, hey, Gene, can you get this book for me? He's got special relationships with all these different publishers. You just ask him. He's got the books. That's the book Godfather. I, I may be the book fairy, and Marcus knows this. because hey, you, you call yourself that? Yeah. How, let me find out, Gene. Find out what? I don't know. Come on. Book Fairy, he's the book Godfather. Okay. He's got all these special deals with publishing houses. He'll get it for you. He'll get you. You don't have a lighter, I see. I got a lighter. Oh, okay. So why are you looking for a lighter? Cause I, I forgot why I had one. I got my orange lighter for my orange, for my orange bears, my orange Illini. Shout out to you, Vibe, Chicago Bears, and everything else orange in Illinois. Renaissance Bookshop on Elizabeth Street, right off of Magnolia here in Riverside. Either you there, or you square. Third and final sponsor, the Church of What's Happening. Now, I'm gonna save the motto. This is gonna be the last time I use the motto because I think it's a great motto for this party. Either way, this is the last time I'm gonna use the motto for it's a church, uh, for a uh, Church of What's Happening. Now, uh, the motto being, uh, "Where turkeys learn how to be eagles, why gobble when you can soar." Uh. And that's it. We're Marcus is in the building. Marcus, Marcus from Poppy Street. Who the hell is Marcus, man? Give it to us, Marcus. Who you brought him? Up? Man, who you brought? Him? Who you brought over here, Z? Oh, we brought. Him. I don't the know. Feds? No, we didn't bring the feds. Definitely not the feds. He, he got a headband. He looked like one of them little like anime dudes or something. No, he's absolutely right. <laughs> I don't condone the ponytail though. I don't understand. The I don't get the man bun, folks. I don't, I don't get, get it either. Them. Defend yourself, Mark. In my record, my hair got way too long. I'm poor as hell. I can't even afford a haircut, so. so go bald if you poor as hell. Bro, no, I can't go bald. It won't look good like that. <laughs> no, I've never been bald in my life. I was born with a fro. Yeah. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank the hubbies 
ass disc don't talk for you to even touch my skill. You gotta go to one killer B, and he ain't for the kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick, she went to the ground. For an EMC and any 52 states, I get psycho. Killer, Norman Bates, my producer slam. My flow is like, bam, jump on stage, I've been a dip, damn. Ooh, baby, I like it, bro. Yeah, baby, I like it, bro. Ooh, baby, I like it, bro. Yeah, baby, I like it, bro. baby, I like it, bro. Yeah, baby, I like it, bro. Ooh, baby, I like it, bro. Yeah, baby, I like it, bro. Oh, dude, I got Mowgli because I got long hair, I'm brown, and I kind of look like the kid from the Jungle Book. I think you are trying to be a Mowgli. You from the Jungle Book? Yeah, The Jungle that? Book. It's a good movie. Oh, Jungle Book? Yeah, nigga, hold on. <laughs> no, but nah, he's what? Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew up a skater. Oh, you can back up. You can back up. Uh, sure. Yeah, I grew up a skater, big ass skater. I was always out there, you know, at freaking LA, Fairfax, always just skating around that area. Grew up with all the Odd Future stores, Supreme stores, all that. So I was pretty big with them. Last time I actually talked to any of those dudes was like August, I think. What's the most exciting thing about you? Most exciting about me? Yeah. You seem real like. Shit, dude. Most exciting thing about me. One day you see like some dude just like. First of all, who you, who do you kick it with? Who you know? I used to know like people like that. I hung out with Vince a couple of times. I went as an album premiere actually. Vince who? Staples. Oh, Vince Staples, rapper. Yeah. So from the, from the north, north, from north, 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 yeah, north, north soldier. Oh, you said a north, north soldier. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, okay. the last album premiere uh, for uh, Colin. Not the one that just came out. Not Big Fish Theory. The one right before that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. It was a good old play. It was at fucking uh. Levi's house, it's a jeans store in LA, all sunset. Place is pretty dope. We were there, drinking, having fun. Hung out with him a couple of times, talked to him. I was talking to this one friend, he's a big ass soccer fan, just drilling me on shit because he knew I played soccer all the time. Shit was pretty dope. Dude, everybody's just so huge now. They're super right. big. Can't even talk so to me anymore. Why I'm not big yet? I chose the school way, dude. I, I fucked I, I up. Yeah, yeah, I well, fucked well, up, dude. I chose a school school way, you know. So out you here. You sell no drugs at school, then you make no money on the side, then. 
<laughs> no, I don't sell drugs. I never sold drugs. You never sold no drugs? I help out deals, but I physically never sold any drugs. You, I'm gonna put down the record. No, I've never snitched on anyone. Okay. Put down the record. I don't sell drugs. I've assisted the supplyment. You threw a lob to the weed man. Yeah, I just threw a lob. That's it. So you refer the customers to the weed man. Yeah, I'm refer. I'm refer so guy. So you get like a 25% off with like the next bag or? Did you get a free gram with that? Or? <laughs> no, one of my homies actually grows, though. Huh? One of my homies actually grows. Is it some fire? Yeah, it's pretty fire. He's like the A&R dude for these people. But wait, I, I still want to get back to Odd Future, though. What was it like hanging out? Because you're hanging out with them at Fairfax. Did you see it? Was it, were, like, what were they like in those stages, <coughs> of, like, before they hit? And that's it. How committed were they? What was it, like, what were they doing? Did you? What were their nets like? Yeah, no, they're 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 hella dumb, you know. Always doing like dumb stuff, but they're really, really hungry, you know. All I really talked about was like how to further their career, especially when it was just like them by themselves, you know. They're really cool as it though, you know. They never really cared if me and my other friends, you know, all the little kids there. They didn't really care if they were there or not. They're just happy to be out there. You know, they always been the same, you know. Nothing's really changed with them. Oh, I'm good. Thanks, so. Always been the same. Yeah, dude. They've all been like. What's been the same, bro? You know, like. Oh, you know, I'll say fame changes people. It didn't really change them, you know. You still see them doing all this dumb shit they did back when they were young. So what do you want? To do? What you trying to do to be famous? Are you? Are you? Are you maybe you're not trying to tra chase fame. Nah. What is, what is it to, that you trying to do? That, what I'm trying to do. Make your mark on where you from. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be the first person in my family to go to medical school. Go to med school? Yeah. I'm trying to be a doctor, a pharmacy. No, I'm trying to be a pharmacist, yeah. Are you trying to be like, like a street pharmacist? Like a transplant pharmacist. Oh, transplant, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, what kind of drugs they be selling? All that good stuff, you know? Stuff to make your organs feel better. Make them work. That's weed, nigga. Health is weak, fuck it. We all getting cancer one day, dude. Go school, sell weed, nigga. What is, uh, what is your family background? Like, uh, what, is, what is it like? My family background? Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. No. My mama French and Mexican. My dad is Spanish, Mexican, and Puerto Rican. Yeah. They push you to be? That's a, that's a lot of culture right there. Yeah, I'm hella diverse, you know. Some yeah. family's white, some family's black, some family's just straight up in the middle. Shit's yeah. weird, yeah. How does how that make you? Oh, uh, dude, I'm extremely diverse. I listen to everything. You can put on fucking French music and I'll know it. What you slapping right now? What, what's, what's in your... I was about to say CD change, but we don't use CDs no more. <laughs> like, what's in your CD change? My top two artists right now? Yeah. Young Thug and Travis Scott. You said Young Thug? Young Thug. Okay, alright. Why? Okay. Wait, uh, why? No, I just, wanted, I just wanted to make sure I was hearing it right. Why Young Thug? Young Thug's crazy, dude. He's the Elton John. He's the John Lennon Elton of our time. He's so? the John How Lennon so? of our time. I'm not buying this. How is Elton John... Dude, Young Thug has been... A great musical. What? Suspect. He's inspired so many people today. Okay, I, I, just, I got to some. I got to read some. Hold on. <laughs> young Thug, how? Everything. Everything people are doing now is what he's been doing back like 2008, 2006. You know, that old Young Thug. You were listening to Young Thug back in 2008 No, I actually just got into Young Thug around like 2010, 2009. 2010. Yeah. But in what way are they inspiring? Are they inspiring? Everything. You know, all the ad libs that came out from people. Young Thug. The way they all rap now sounds like Young Thug. Everybody wants a Young Thug feature. I first, uh, uh, Young Thug, this is a guy that was on Drake's More Life album. And he was yeah. on that song with 2 Chains. Yeah, he was on, uh... I listen to Young Thug and like Young Thug. Really? Yeah. 
I think so. But also, I- I'm still obsessively listening to the older stuff that I don't like. I, I don't have. A, I won't listen to new shit because I'm just still preoccupied with the older stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, slime oh, season I mean, was good. Like, I mean, I, I, hey, you know what, man? I, I give up to anybody that's an artist that, that make money off their creativity. Um, like he, I mean, Young Thug threw a lot of people off when he had the little dress on and was doing, the, you know, yeah, and doing like. Because to me, like, it goes a little deeper than me than, than just this area. Feel me? So like, yeah. I gotta protect my culture at all means, at all, at, by any means necessary. So I, I'm just real careful about what I take in into my psyche and what I what I listen to, and what I um, you know, it's just what I, what I let let myself get into. Um, some people do things for publicity blunts and for for publicity and for the shock value of it, and I think that diminishes the culture in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel and you then, on then that. They'll, they'll say, well, it's under the guise of me being a creative person or me being like a a. a just a, an eccentric person when in fact it's just like if a car I'm, I don't even say car accident but it, that's a bad example but I'm just it, it, it puts a diminish on the culture it makes the culture look like like it's a gimmick yeah instead yeah. of what it is actually feeding families and actually coming from some the struggle and coming from things that still exist on this planet today yeah. well because I feel like you know and by him coming out on, you know, with, the, with the dresses and doing the things with shock value, it looks gimmicky. Well, I mean, like, that stuff he did with the dress, you know, he's really big into fashion. Yeah. That was just, like, a fashion statement, you know? Okay. Yeah, you know, he's just got his own lineup and stuff. Shit's pretty fire. He's always one of those big fashion dudes in the industry. I noticed how a lot of more rappers now, they're all trying to get into fashion, you know? Like, Kanye started it. Everybody I else followed. Don't, don't put that on Kanye. He didn't wear a dress, but, you know, he started the leather that, pants. Don't do that. The leather pants. The killer, cam- killer Kanye. All leather suit. Kilts. You put on the kilts. Yeah. Well, you know, that thing, that European fashion has been something, it's, it's like this, bro. <laughs> People like Ben Staples, Jay, they from the hood, family. Yeah, I know. So, they're real about that. They keep they it real. They get opened up to this world. <laughs> they get opened up to this world that basically um, shows them things that they have never been seen. And they, they look at this as the, as the pinnacle. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like whatever they say is God or whatever they say goes in terms of fashion they set the precedent or the trend when it comes to that European fashion so they look to that as that's what you know that's the upper echelon yeah so that's what I need to, to strive to be no matter if it looks like the boondocks episode when Riley was <laughs> walking around with the skirt on because the boondocks was probably one of the most uh, prolific shows that predicted a lot of shit from the R. Kelly Oh damn! To the how the, the fashion will be in the, in the rap game, to the rap game itself. Is there not a balance though between like no? Because so, like there are certain things after after a certain limit is reached in in every sense in art like socially and culturally there are things that you do to push the boundaries and initially it doesn't seem like it makes sense and it seems almost it seems like blasphemy. That's what always that's what always happens when people push the envelope is it seems like blasphemy. Always study the ancestors. Always study the pioneers and what came before you. Do you have any old rappers that you like? Old rappers? Yeah, my like, favorite rap group, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like Bone, okay. Bone okay. Thugs and Harmony's are hella cool. I locked okay. a lot of old shit like 
Easy E was always tight for me. I listened to him since like sixth grade. My dad was really big into rap, like old rap, so he grilled me onto that, especially growing up. What, what, was, Pop, what was Pops listening to? Pops was listening to NWA, okay. listened to a lot of uh, 90s rap, listened to a lot of Ice Cube, Dr. Dre. Okay, so all the classic shit. Yeah. Sometimes they would put on that Run DMC when I was extremely young. Yeah. It was hella cool. What about the rock side? Because I know you're a skater. What on oh, the rock, rock side? On the rock side, do you have any old like rock from the night? Because I think like, just like our hip-hop in the 90s, this was golden era, for rock music, for alternative and grunge. Oh, yeah. that's the yeah. 90s was the golden age too. Yeah, yeah like that I was... Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Oh, Pearl oh, Jam's one of my favorites. United yeah. States, Bush, all them cats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Them cats were slapping though. Green Day, come on, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know about Green Day. Green Day. I really, uh, I, they, uh, the couple cuts they had, like, I like, I, I didn't get into the album. They had some good songs. They had like a good three yeah, I, songs on an album, maybe. I, I'm not a rock connoisseur. Yeah. I'm, hip hop is my, you know, is what I'm into. But I, I dig it though. You feel me? Cause yeah. Nirvana was smoking blessed with Snoop Dogg. You feel me? That like, I mean, uh, Kurt Cobain was blowing with Snoop. Like it was intertwined. Dude, hold on, wait. I, you know I gotta saying? get back to this dad thing though. Dad was. Cause my dad would not, I, I don't know. That's weird. it's always weird to me when the parents are the ones who expose the children to culture, coming from like a family where the dad. I mean, not my dad wasn't a stiff, but he definitely wasn't listening. Man, that's like, "Fuck you up, you hear this?" Nah. <laughs> You're like, "You're gonna be a stiff." All right, do it again. No, nah, but he, he definitely wasn't calling. Fuck you up, man. He doesn't. He definitely wasn't listening to NWA or Ice Cube. What was that like? That your dad was listening to NWA, especially coming. Is he? Is he the one that was Puerto Rican? Yeah, he's part. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that? Uh, my dad, he, my mom, and dad put me on a lot of type of music growing up. There's not one genre I didn't listen to growing up besides like country. Okay, now is your dad Puerto Rican? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Okay. You good? It's okay. We don't get our life together. It's okay. It's all right. Um, if your dad Puerto Rican, any any hip hop. It's only one Puerto Rican that, I mean, what, who was his favorite Puerto Rican rapper? You mean Fat Joe? Oh, man. <laughs> what? I'm talking about his dad, his dad, your dad. Oh, my dad? My favorite dad rapper? Yeah, like, have you ever asked your dad? Because he, he probably OG, so he probably listened to, like, you know, hip-hop for real. His favorite rapper? Damn, I think I asked him once, like, when I was in sixth grade. Okay. He said his favorite rapper was probably Ice Cube or Easy e Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say like big, big pun or something. Big pun. Oh, shit. big pun. <laughs> yeah, big pun yeah. to me was like probably one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, Hands my, down. My dad's very LA though. Like Hands he grew down. up here, grew up in LA. Yeah. Oh, he grew up in LA. Okay. Yeah. But still though, LA, LA, LA castles, They still had. They was listening to the Wu Tang and. Nas yeah, he always listened to Wu Tang. Nas is my boy. favorite. <laughs> yeah, huh? Nas is hella cool, dude. I yeah. loved Nas growing up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm not telling you what to do, but get into like that Big Punisher, you know what I'm saying? The Big Pun, yeah. uh, his first album, you feel me? Because I think he's really underrated. Very underrated. Wait, hold on, is this guy Puerto Rican? Come on, man. Yeah, what he's a, he ain't Puerto Rican. He's a big ass Puerto Rican. We ain't talking about you know, Armenians and nothing. And the Kardashian and them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you know, um, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, so what else you so, so you skating and out? So you. So what else uh, besides skating? You, you say you're in school for it. Uh, oh, pharmacy, yeah. You're trying to, okay, so you're trying to sell yeah. weight. Go to, you're trying to go to school and be a sell yeah. weight. Okay, so uh, other than the, uh, what are, where are y'all, you say? We're burning through things, though. We're burning through everything. Have you been, there, have you been back to Puerto Rico and seen some of the big booty Puerto Rico? No, I've never actually been in Puerto Rico. Nah, you sleep. 
I ain't been there either, but I seen it on TV. It's some big booty Puerto Ricans, boy. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Oh, look at that. No, so uh, hold on. We're burning through the whole. I, I still want to get to this thing where your dad is showing you rap. Because this is foreign to me. Dad's showing you rap. Dad's schooling you on game. What was that like? Oh, uh, shit. It was kind of weird at first. Because, you know, like, when I was in sixth grade, all I listened to very much was, like, Kid Cudi. And my dad came up to me. He's like, yo, listen to this shit. And it was, like, NWA's first album. So, all right. So I tried it out. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. After that, I expanded to, like, Ice Cube, Easy E, and Dre. What Ice Cube? What, what's your, what Ice Cube album was he slapping? Predator. Predator. Okay. I was saying, I was Yeah. Predator. Yeah. Grilling him. He's just fucking. I know. I know. Cause I'm trying to. He announced it though. You gotta. You know. You gotta stay on. You know. No, no, no. I feel it. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, especially like. I was weird because all my fam, like my friends. Like, their families are, like, traditional, you know? Like, they got their dad telling them, like, oh, don't listen to that music. And then you got my dad telling, like, oh, yeah, explore that music and then this music and everything else. It's weird, cause, like, that shapes how I grew up. A lot of, like, yo, check this out, explore this up, keep your mind open. While everybody else is kind of like, oh, no, focus on this, go to school, don't do other stuff. Like, at one time, I did not play less than two sports in my life. I always played more than two. What two was you playing? Uh... Soccer, basketball, baseball. I ever played football. Yeah, I haven't played basketball since like my sophomore oh, year. <laughs> Wait, this is what interesting to me though, because it's like your dad was encouraging rebellion. Yeah, right? my dad was a big ass like one of those Chicano dudes. Yeah. Like in the nineties, because my dad's only like forty two right now. Oh, okay. My oh, dad's hella helps. young. So that helps. It helps. Yeah. Young. My dad's hella young. He went to Cal State Fullerton. You know, he yeah. was like in the Chicano movement there. He was a Chicano rapper too? Nah, not Chicano rapper. He was, but like, was Lil, um, Lil, Lil Leaf OG? Lil Leaf, no. Lil, Lil, Lil Leaf Shadow? My dad played basketball. Okay. Yeah, so he was big with that shit. And like, he was always like teaching me about cultures and stuff. Open to like all religions and stuff. Like, I checked out freaking Hinduism for like two months. He was a Hindu Chicano rapper? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. So you're doing Hinduism. This is why this explains a lot because I've always liked Marcus. Pretty like out the gate, and I knew like there's something different. And I remember they told me he was like hanging out on Poppy Street and this, but but it's up because I had to do all that stuff by myself, and I was lucky because I had the internet. But I had to do it behind closed doors, and I think and it's and and, and so it meant that I had to do all this. I, I didn't have a guide to do it, but you had a guide who was actively telling you. Was, almost telling you to subvert and to undermine. Yeah, pretty much. My mom and dad were both like that. It was weird because my mom came from like a traditional family, you know? Traditional Mexican, like French family, Catholic, all that okay, shit. Mexican, so you get your ass whooped and you had to clean up. Okay. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. My, my mom grew up and then like when she went to college, I guess she started branching out more, met my dad, and everything's been different ever since then. My dad, on the other hand, he grew up with like a family that was a little more free spirit, you know, like, Oh, you can explore things. That's not bad. You know, my grandpa's from East LA. My grandma's from El Monte, California. Off oh, both pretty bad places. My dad grew up most of his life in El Monte. Hung out with like wrong people sometimes. I see some pictures he posts like on his Instagram, like on the low. Shit's pretty funny, <laughs> dude. I'm like, like, oh shit, that's my dad. Right? That's my dad in a white beater and like some headband on right now. Oh, so you got an OG dad, uh, Chicano dad for real. Yeah, he's pretty chill. Okay, okay. So that gave you flavor, is so what I'm saying. Yeah, much, he gave me flavor. How many oldies have you heard in your life? Oldies? Yeah. Like, like how many oldies have you heard? 
Have you how many Delphonic songs have you heard? In the, in oh, you're talking about those oldies? Yeah. Talking like Temptations and shit. Yeah, yeah. A lot, dude. So yeah, much. Like, okay, okay, okay. Stylistics and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have given you an advantage because I feel like like this shit that he was doing as a sixth grader and as a seventh grader, I didn't do until I was like eighteen or nineteen. Maybe, maybe, maybe like sixteen or seventeen. You know. But then where would I be? You know what I mean? Like, like culturally, like if I had been doing this at his age. Yeah. Well, true. I mean, you would. At cur- that you, age, at that age, that I mean, shit. I mean, you still be the nigga with the big shoulders and the little head, nigga. I don't know. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I don't even know it. I don't have. I have great shoulders, and my head only looks small when my hair is short. That's why sometimes I gotta <laughs> make it look a little bit bigger, and this oversized sweater makes it a little bit. Bigger, but my shoulders. What do you mean? What's hey, it, how's that an insult? My shoulders. You, yeah, my shoulders look great. Man, you always look, look like you got football pants on. How? Take the shoulder pads off. Thank you very much. I'm ripped. That's why I've been. Blitz the set out somebody right in about two seconds. Exactly the fuck I am. Well, so what you said? You play soccer. I play soccer in Turkey, man. In Turkey? Yeah, man. Um, cause like uh, where I was, the base, cause my my stepdad at the time he was in the military. Yeah, it makes sense. They, had, they, they took away football because one of the colonel's kids got, like, paralyzed. Fuck. They, they got hit too hard. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they were on some suckers. That's some sucker shit, though. Yeah. Like, this football. <laughs> really be like that sometimes. Sport, yo. Yeah. I really wanted to play football freshman year. Definitely. And um, so I, I played soccer because soccer was the only it was the answer to football. Yeah. So I got, it, it was a lot of cardio. I didn't realize it was so much cardio. It's a lot of cardio. I mean, all you do is running, I guess, but. I like soccer. I was playing like a little, a little um, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it was like a, a right corner or something like that. Like a little right. You know what I'm saying? Soccer, soccer to me is nearly a perfect sport to me. In oh, almost to the, uh, dude, I, I, I was watching, okay, I was trying to do a workout yesterday and the, the guy was like, it was uh, Iranian push-ups and he was talking about how there were holy sports in, in, in Islam. And how they would do this workout, this moon, it roughly translates to like moon push up. And it's just like a circular motion, but they would do it in these mosques in like a rhythmic, like they would do it in, in a huge group and they would do it to drums. And, and they would do it in a rhythmic and mesmerizing way. And this was all part of like, this was a component of spirituality. Yeah. How, how the sport was a component of the spirituality. There was like, there was two, he's, he said there was. Uh, archery was one of them, and wrestling, and then also horseback riding. Wait, wait, wrestling's a holy sport. What? Wrestling holy, is holy. a holy sport. Yeah, yeah. In, all right, all right. in Islam, yeah, that's what he was. I it's mean, according dope. to this guy. But but, it, but no, it, I know that wrestling is huge in the Arab and Muslim wrestling. Really? The, I, I never never seen, I ain't never I seen never no wrestling uh, nah. coming out like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, could you imagine that? Dude, they probably had wrestling moves called the bomb and everything, Joe. That's some crazy shit. I dropped the bomb, I do God. Real wrestling, not WWE wrestling. Real wrestling. Oh, yeah. Okay, real, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Real, yeah. you know. Like, I remember seeing them in the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're huge in the Olympics. So to get back to soccer and how, like, sports can be a form of, like, spirituality, soccer is, like, like even the numbers, eleven. There's yeah. eleven on both sides. Right. The way that the team is balanced out, yeah. you, you got like the formations and and the rhythmic pattern of, of soccer and how it can be mesmerizing. And then also the orgiastic release when somebody finally scores a goal. Like yeah, that's that, true. Everybody dude, feels that shit, not just one person. Oh, dude, it is. Everybody such feels a, it. Yeah. Oh man, I, I have really been get like, cause you know as you start 
to sort of like elevate and meditate, you start to see like the functionality of certain things that we do as human beings, so, evolutionarily and spiritually, and how sports can be one of those things. And soccer is like. But you gotta do that shit. You gotta be consistent about that shit. You can't say, okay, I'm gonna meditate today. Okay, take off a few days, and I'm gonna meditate tomorrow. Like, nah, it's literally like an exercise. Meditation is an exercise. You gotta go. To, I mean, literally, you have to do exercise every day. If you can't make it to the gym, you gotta do something at home that's gonna stimulate your blood and, and, and build your muscle. You know what I'm saying? Meditation is the same way. You can't lax on meditation. It's an everyday, consistent type of thing if you want results. Because your mind is what makes this shit real, as in anything. Yo, I actually agree with that too, because Howie actually got me into meditation last year after one of our first trips. He gave me this book after the read, and like one of the big things was meditation, and I actually felt that shit. You know, meditated my whole third quarter yeah. college in my dorms felt yeah. so much better. So you have results. Huh? Yeah, it felt way much better. Dude. It was wait, wait great. Wait a second, tell me more about this. Dang, you, about what? I didn't even. I didn't even know. You never told me this. Yeah, about meditating? Yeah, you. I told you this at practice. Too, oh, hold on. Okay, yeah, I unlocked all my chakras, dude. Hold on, go back. What? What? Okay, we explain. Can you explain? Jeff was there for that. But Jeff, let's yeah. not go into the complete details because obviously there's some. But tell us. Yeah. About, okay. Okay. So what? What happened? How did this start? Yeah, after that book you gave me on uh, Marcus Aurelius. Shout yeah. out to the book fairy. <laughs> book, <laughs> yeah, book. I don't want to be called the book fairy. Uh, no, I'm reclaiming. It's a great name. I love it. <laughs> the book fairy. I mean, I know your shoulders like it has like a wingspan because they wide. They, you know, what I'm saying look like ah! you could have built off. Like damn, how they got strong ass shoulders with a little ass head? Look like the damn Beetlejuice, nigga with the little six spring on those head. <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt. I gave you meditations. Okay. Yeah, it actually helped a lot. You know, I started reading it. Finding like inner self shit. Helped a lot with all my problems, you know. I was getting stressed out with school and shit. Started meditating more, you know, started going to practice more. And then it just started feeling a lot better, you know. I was able to do more things. I wasn't as tired all the time. I actually did well in school too. That was great. You know. Really helped a lot, you know. What are some like what were some like what what how how do how would you do it? Would you read a passage and then Yeah, I would just read a passage and then like on my bed and just do it, you know. I want to like make a big ass thing about it. It's like all this ceremonial shit, but like I'll just do it in my free time. You know, it really helped a lot of stress. Okay, besides selling weed to, uh, to get, get a degree, selling weed. What uh, what else do you want to do besides that? Is besides anything? that, dude? yeah. Well, like the main reason I wanted to do this because one of my best friends growing up, his mom, she gets like transplant like organ like donors for her like lungs. They're going bad right now, so she has like the whole face mask and oxygen tank. And so, like, growing up seeing that, that really, like, affected me huge, you know. So that's why I wanted to get into the business of this all. So I could help create, you know, like, medicine to help these certain things, you know. I want to be, like, a part of that. You know, I just want to see everybody, like, moms and aunts die like that, you know. You said moms and aunts? Yeah. What you mean by that, G? So I don't like, I like a, a great aunt, a grandma, a lot of mom's friends, even a friend, you know, die of cancer. Okay. Stuff like like easy sh like just yeah, like my mom had cancer the reason why I'm in California right now is because my mom got colon cancer when we're way over in Turkey they didn't have the facilities to treat her colon cancer in Turkey so they stationed us off to Travis Air Force Base in Northern California that's what brought me out here so I'm definitely that you know she, she became an oncology social worker I, I actually worked uh, when, in high school as a volunteer at the oncology uh, clinic at the, uh, the base on hospital the uh, 
the hospital on base. Putting syringes yeah. together and you know what I'm saying, doing a little putting a little data in as a, as a, as a, when I was in sophomore. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely like I'm I'm down for the cut. Like you know, man, I've been there, man. That, that cancer yeah. ain't, no, ain't no puck, man. Fuck cancer, you already know. You know what I'm saying? The thing about cancer though is like some shit I learned this year in my bio class is like no matter what we do, if we live long enough, every single one of us would get cancer. It's just like a thing in us, you know, it's a mutation. No one knows how we get it, but like, there's like leads to it and stuff. And my bio professor was talking to me this in my office hours because, you know, we were talking about cancer for some reason. And then uh, he was just like telling me, he's like, yeah, dude, it really sucks, but like, if you live long enough, you are going to get cancer. Yeah. You know, shit kind of sucks, but like, gives me like the whole like perspective that like humans aren't supposed to live forever, you know? Right. We're here for a limited time and that's it. Dude, that's one of the reassure. That's what is so important about. Watch some sodas, Howie. He's got a little soda. <laughs> your sodas almost almost knocked me out, nigga. You know, it only takes seven pounds of pressure, nigga. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, that was. Nah. Soda's about eighteen pounds. Eighteen pounds of soda, my nigga. Nah, I got strong control. I got strong shoulder control. Shoulder control. Strong shoulder control. Nigga, nigga, he ain't got no hands. He ain't got no hands, but he'll shoulder the fuck out of nigga. For real. Hey, soccer. So that's one of the things well, he can do in soccer. Yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. Um, no, that's what is so... Uh, stoicism, one of the main tenets, is being in constant... Uh, constantly reflecting on the temporary nature of life. And how it's both... And how you should use it to fuel you in two ways. Like, it, you should be... It, you sh- it should make you fearless, right? There's, there's like a passage where he talks about, like... What's the difference between dying like today and dying tomorrow? Nothing really. And then he expands. Oh, nigga, extra day, nigga, you got shit to do. You got motherfuckers to slap up, <laughs> some bitches, to, uh, you know, hit real quick, and you know, buy a couple Jewish stones because you don't want to be able to go, nigga. Hold on. No, but that, uh, you know. no, he's like, he, 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 I have to read it again. But no, I, I feel where you're coming from on that. You know, like grand scheme universe thing. If you were to die today or tomorrow, nothing would change. You know. Exactly. Maybe like some people get sad, some people get happy, depending on who you are. But like, but damn, what if you had really like twenty four hours to live, fam? What would you do with your last twenty four? That's exactly twenty four hours. That's exactly the point is that you can at any moment you could die. I right? know that. That's why it's a party either motherfucking way, nigga. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there exactly. you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah. It's the temporariness. Like it, 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 it's liberating to to reflect on death because. It pushes you, and then, and then also because of the proximity and the familiarity with it, you lose your fear of it. And then, and then he talks about how it's it's a natural it's a natural course of everything on the planet, and that um, you know like when when a peach, for example, falls off a tree or where the fuck it comes from, orchard, and it dies, there's no like nobody cries or nobody like that's just the natural course of thing. When right, but but because we're human beings and we have consciousness, we we. Death becomes more than just the natural course of things, and and we give it, like we give it this power over us, and ultimately it it prevents us from doing what we should be doing, right? It like it prevents us from being brave, courageous, things like that. No, oh, well, I think right, it's like, right. uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, sure. Like, oh, like, yeah, but like you know, I think we just like evolved that consciousness for like the value of human life very recently you know before people were just getting dropped all the time you know 
medieval time, they didn't give a fuck who you were, what you were, they just killed you. Right, they're like, nigga, I don't give a fuck, nigga, I'll yeah, any, anybody kill me. You got disease, oh. I'm killing you, you know, yeah. like, it was like that for the longest time, too. Only, like, recently, the few last hundred years is when we were like, oh, shit, maybe we will be sad if, like, our dad dies, you know? Like, that just started, you know? And I see it, like, getting better and better every year, you know? Not, like, like people value life more and more every year. You know, there's gonna be, like, a certain point where we're just, like, Fuck, that dude, I don't even know, died, and now I feel it. Yeah, man, that's why you gotta live every day, like, it, it sounds cliche as fuck, though. It do. But it's some real shit. Not necessarily you just live carefree, and, and just be just, just careless with your actions and everything, all, all that shit, but by all means, kiss and love, and, 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 you know, say something to the people that mean something in your life. Make sure they know that y'all, you know, that, that, that they're the same, y'all on the same accord. Yeah. Don't be like snooping and Pac. When Pac, you know, last time he saw Pac, they was they was beefing. You know what I'm saying? He they they it was tense riding on that plane to uh, L.A. from Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh or excuse me, from uh, New York to New York to L.A. New York to L.A. Excuse me. It was yeah, flying from New York. Uh, but yeah, man, like, kiss the one, man. It's not, it's not, it's like going to sleep with anger. It was a movie called To Sleep with Anger a long time ago. They had um, it's a good movie. You don't want to go to sleep with anger. You don't want to do that. Because, you know, if you do cross over, you take a lot of them same uh, low-level energies with you to the next life. That's why I believe, from, from my research on the you know, shit that I've gathered, I gathered, suicide, is, it's not so much that you go to hell by committing suicide. It's just the fact that you take a lot the same issues to the next life. You can't run from it. Because some things are inevitable and are part of your journey. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't fuck with that. Not saying you shouldn't be proactive and do what you gotta fucking do. But by all means, trust the pro trust your process, like Jeezy and them say. Trust just trust your process. Yeah, no, I actually like that what you said. I've never heard that viewpoint before, you know, like if you commit suicide, you're just taking everything yeah. with you. Think about it now, like, nothing was ever solved by committing suicide, you know. No problems went away from that. That's like a motherfucker just like, you know you you know you, you be playing Madden, right? And you, you be beating a motherfucker like 21 to 0 and then take out the control like this fuck I ain't playing no motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nigga, why you why you gonna why you gonna get the mad game cause you losing, fam? 21 to 3, <laughs> my nigga. It ain't a blowout, my nigga, cause you got three points. You still got a chance, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Nigga just take out the control. Nigga, fuck you, I ain't wanna play anyway, nigga. Did you check the chicken, by the way? No. That's 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> but that, no. Uh, but it's no. Bacon, it's, bacon. it's bacon. That's another, no, that's another stoic idea is that you carry things with you, regardless of where you go. And there's a sense that uh, maybe if you were to go to a different place, if you were to retreat, like, I was reading um, Seneca's, Seneca's letters from a stoic, and he was talking about how they admired this guy who had retired to um, sort of like island retreat or he, 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 had find a, he had found a retirement home and these people admired him for like going off into the countryside and being away from people and um, and Seneca was like I, I don't understand why they do that because he's no he's, he's run away from his issues he's run away from his problem the true stoic would, under, would learn how to contend with the onslaught of life by uh, while existing in it to, 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 to retreat somewhere else is to retreat from your problem. And the idea that 
you can go somewhere else and that things are going to change, um, like, is also ignorant, like, you're forgetting that you're still the same person. Like, you still got the problems that you have with yourself, and, so, and you still have to deal with them. Stoicism is, is I gotta get back to Seneca. Yeah, you what know, book's I, that from? What? What book is that from? That one was Letters from a Stoic, which is Seneca, who's one of the other famous Stoics. Uh, looks like I got a book to read soon. Dude, Letters from a Stoic. That one, dude, Letters from a Stoic is really, is very nice, because it's a very... It, first of all, it's not at all difficult, and it's a very pleasant read because it's it's in the form of a correspondence between Seneca, the Stoic, and uh, like one of his philosopher friends, and he just is sending him letters and then and, and then meditating on how he's incorporating Stoicism into his life, and he uses everyday examples to explain the importance of Stoicism and to elaborate on the concepts of Stoicism. So letters from a Stoic is letters of a Stoic is nice to read alongside meditation because meditation is just bars. So oh, meditation books. Yeah. Oh. Meditation. Well, now we switch to letters from. How's the chicken? Chicken is good, man. You know, I had to put on another twenty-five minutes. You know, what? I mastered. I, I can't say master. But my baked chicken is fall the bone, Jay. Look what you it's, did to him. It's pretty damn good, Jay. Like the baked chicken I've been making these past couple times. No ego, man. I'm, I'm proud of myself, dog. You know what I'm saying? Well, what are you that, seasoning? That's the master baker right there. Would you go ask the colonel what recipe he stole from the black man? I'm just saying, it didn't look like it took you a long time. Man, I ain't finna <laughs> tell my, my, my seven recipes. Then I have to kill you. I have to kill you too. That's a double homie, so I don't want to get on that. You know Bro, he's the master baker. He knows what he's doing. Master baker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, pause. Wait, wait, hold on. I ain't say master baker, motherfucker. I heard you say master baker. No, I, no, no. I said, <laughs> wait, hold But what, what? Man, how just because you got strong ass shoulders from masturbating all your life, don't mean everybody just got a jack off money. What am I doing? Double? Double? I don't I know what the fuck you doing. That's you, man. I don't want to know about that shit. That's, that's you. How you how you masturbate? How you masturbate, my nigga? That's on you. Stay doing. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, dude, we almost saw a homicide. Me and Armand here uh, last. What week. happened outside the other day? What was going? Dude, I had, I had going, what, 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 dude, first of all. This is how I knew it was a real deal. It was the car was an old black Honda, but it was souped up and it was lowered and it had either Chinese or Japanese script on the on the back. <laughs> so it was definitely a need for speed moment. And then and he just stopped in the middle of the road and he didn't give a fuck about who was he was behind it, and he just started yelling. A dude was just a distant nigga this and rah, rah, fuck you up and bah 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 and And did he hop out the girdle? Almost. Ah oh, what did he say? Did he say I'm gonna pop you or anything like that? So, I mean, it just happened so fast. Ah, it happened so fast. It's something like you get shot, man. You, 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 you gotta, you know, you know. I don't what do you mean? You, you were in your bedroom rapping in the mirror. Uh, what you, don't worry about what I was doing. I was getting ready for, you know, for my show and shit. Uh, did you have a show? And it wasn't rapping in the mirror. I was, you know, what I'm saying I was rapping to the videos on the, the revolt. Marcus, you don't have any, cause I know you wanted. And nigga, why are you watching me anyway? Nigga, I could be jacking off or something. Not saying I would, would have to, cause I. Well, you, you know, are the masturbator. I, I'd rather females reject. Uh, Sorry, Master Baker. Master I'd rather receive my hand jobs from females, you know. Marcus, uh, we, ladies, women. We talked about your artistic Vagina. inclinations. I know you said that you're like into music and producing music, and you like music. Are you gonna do that alongside pharmacy, like pharmacy? Like, or oh no, I probably won't be producing anything. You know, I made a few beats, but that beats? was it. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. For real? What you make your beats on? What? Oh, what? What do you make your beats on? Oh, freaking the uh, band room. Who's that? No, wait, crap. Who? 
Yo, yo, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yo, like what you, it's what a, you? it's an app on your MacBook. Oh, it's, oh, it's like a little app. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. App beats. Okay, okay. Like that's I forgot cool. the name of it. Garage Band. There we go. Oh, Garage, Garage Band. Band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, that's cool. Blanked out right there. I mean, shit. Out, you know, shit. Whatever. If you can make some shit, Soldier Boy made crank that on Fruity Loops. Yeah. Soldier Boy, that the boy's a legend. The boy's a legend. Not saying, you know. I mean, it was a hit. You feel me? Yeah, it worked but out. Yeah. Don't ever. It's not. It's not. What you have is, is how you use it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You can make a banger from whatever. As long as you got something to record it with, you good. You can make a movie. You, you can make a movie on Snapchat. That shit go and go. I regularly like yep. make movies on my Snapchat. Check it out. How we too. But why, why not produce it? I think uh, I think if you were to produce, I don't know what you just don't want to do it anymore or what's up. It just took too much time, and then I just started running out of time for it. You know. Like, school is a really big thing right now, so I didn't have any time. The last time I even, like, tried anything was, like, winter break last year. Yeah. Kind of just, like, it was kind of, like, just burnt out of it, you know? But you're still into, like, but, but also... I'm still into music a lot, though. Like, I love listening to music, like, any type. If anyone has, like, something they want me to listen to, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And, you, and I mean, you know, I'm still, there's, like, there's, like, other music that you haven't really delved into yet. Because I know it was, like, I got into Pink Floyd, like, my senior year of high school. Like, like when I right before I was about to graduate, that's when I really got into Pink Floyd. I didn't know about Pink Floyd. I'll, I'll never forget that. And I was smoking that good weed too. I was <laughs> like, oh shit! I mean, I'm in the eyes for real, G. For real. And, and then I watched the Wizard of Oz. Oh, I was, oh, I was like, I was. See, that's why I don't do no acid, G. I, I can't do no acid. Nobody man. would ever do acid here, right? That's. I'm just saying. Do. Listen, just imagine doing acid, listening to Pink Floyd, and watching the Wizard of Oz. I'm sure it's amazing. Oh. I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure. But what I've heard is that. Yeah, that's colorful. Man. Yeah, it's very colorful. <laughs> what I heard is, you, what is it? You play, you start Dark Side of the Moon at the same time as you start Wizard of Oz, and then they change to color at the same time as Money comes on. Is I believe the sequence. Yeah. That is. That's when you know about this. Do you yeah, know about yeah, this? I've read that before. And uh, and that they were. You see, okay. What do you, what do you think? Do you think they they did that intentionally, or what? it's just a coincidence? What. The oh, you know, I mean, you know, you never, you never know. I don't think they just sat there in the studio like that's that's some hard shit to do, my nigga. Yeah, you, dude, that's you like. You record an album, Pink Floyd and them. You sit okay. Now rewind it, rewind that whole You man, they fast forwarded too much. Get before, before the tornado, man. Okay, ready? Okay, not you know, it just it just sounds illogical. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of them synchronicities. Yeah. In life. That's it. Shit, man. Truth is more stranger than fiction, homie. So you gotta understand, there's an unseen world, and there's, 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 a, there's a cosmos, there's a lot to this, other than this rock called Earth. You feel what I'm saying? And sometimes yeah. things are just unexplained. And that's just what it is. I, I believe it's just some unexplained synchronicities. That's it. It's impossible to do some shit like that. Not impossible, but who got some time to do that? This links some shit up with, with a survive. Like, all right, nigga, all right. Now when Dorothy tap her shoes, nigga, you fast forwarded too much, nigga. Hold on. When she tap her shoes, I'm gonna play the drum. You know what I'm saying? It just sounded illogical, dude. Yeah. I think it speaks to the depth of Pink Floyd. Like you could only, like. Oh yeah, hands down. There's no they like. Connected. Pink right. Floyd connected. Exactly. Man. I don't. I, I don't think there's any like. There's no like lame music that could be paired with Wizard of Oz and match up in that way. I think it's just that because Pink Floyd was. Those are the sounds of uh, the three brought to you by uh, whatever uh, this place called Riverside. DTR is a brand, homie. You got to put some respect on DTR, though. Yeah. Because they all put money in, in, in downtown. You know, downtown's 
our cities are dying. They don't really have a lot of downtown little cities like, like you know what I mean? Like they're actually investing money in this downtown Riverside, this DTR, the brand called DTR. So you gotta kind of put some respect on that. That's why I you keep, know what I'm saying. That's why I tell people that Riverside's, I don't know, Riverside is on the up and up. It's got its like issues, but if you look at the real estate, real estate's getting more expensive. And if you look at the trend of gentrification, how gentrification works, how does it work? Well, I mean, it's like it, it, pushes the, it pushes the poor out. Exactly. Yeah, okay, so, like so it, it moves outward. So as places in LA, for example, get more and more expensive, people who work in LA will move to the outer edges of LA and then just keep on spreading out to the satellite cities of LA and people will create industries in those cities to deal with the gentrification. Riverside right. is a satellite of LA. I yeah, say I mean, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely like a, a, a smaller, like a, a junior LA. You could, you could tell they're trying to make it kind of like a, a LA junior, like a junior LA vibe. Yeah, I get that from like the bridges and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can see that. But I mean, of course it can never be that because it's not trying to be that, but they want to get, they want to give people, uh, they want to give the people the city sense. Yeah. They want to give people like, 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 like a feeling or a sense that they're in the city. Yeah, that's true. Like, 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 a, like a, a functioning city like that. And I, you can't knock that because what they're doing is just like what I do by putting that sun above my room and doing things like the pot, I'm lining the energy up. See, you, you, they're thinking from not just a physical, but a spiritual thing going on right now. They're lining the energy, energy up with LA to try to mimic that, to try to bring it, bring it in like that, to try to like give it that vibe and set that energy and that tone so it can be bring tourists in, bring more money into the city. It's simple. And we're not that far from LA too. And there's a university right here behind us too. So they're, 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 whoever is behind the Riverside, they're thinking 1,500 years ahead of time. That that's what it is. That's, yeah. how you gotta, that's how you got to think. That's how they think. They're, they're humans just like me and you, bro. They put their clothes on just one leg at a time like me and you, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's how we gotta think, homie. You uh, do you have any like habits like that? Where you try and like line up or catch energy with maybe like a talisman or ornaments or whatever? Just like where you try and channel and line up things in that way. Mm, can you give like an example? Like I, I have like my lucky pennies. I have like lucky coins that have definitely be, been imbued. I feel or have been charmed with like luck, and I keep them on me all, at all times. This patch, this this patch that I have on this sweater, that I got Joey Diaz on my chest. Yeah, like you got right on your chest, like the S on your chest. Like it's Iron Man. Like you down for, like you for the hood, like you know, <laughs> you know, you big homie. I'm gonna go do stand up. What if you say you go hit a lick right now? Would you go? Probably. I know you would. You probably gonna pop a lick for him. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you would. No, absolutely. But I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go do comedy tonight, and I'm gonna whether or not I die or I if I bomb, I'll bomb with comfort. I'll bomb righteously. You know, I'll die, I'll die well, or or I'll do well well. But either way, I'm going to go in, because I'm from the church of what's happening now. Is That's the point, right? And so this sweater to me means it is, is now, especially after tonight, which is the first time I'll be performing comedy with the sweater on, will be imbued with this attitude and will forever have that, like, I have attached a vibe to an inanimate object. And now this inanimate object is more than just a sweater. It's like, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Probably like everyone else growing up, like, you know, like their jerseys. Yeah. Sports jerseys. Throwback song, like in the Jay Z videos and shit? No, I'm talking about, you know, like, when they go out to, like, their games and shit. You know, they have, like, their soccer jersey on or basketball jersey. You know, like, every team has that feeling, like, oh, I'm wearing this, I'm representing this. 
Yeah. I'm not going to lose with this on my chest, you know. I'm still like, going to wear Bulls jerseys, even though they lose and they suck right now. Yes, I'm still going to wear Bulls jerseys. Yep. Mm-hmm. RP the Bulls. I feel that I was a Lakers. I've been a Lakers fan forever. Okay, I can see. You know how. Yeah, you know I know how it feels right now. Season. Yeah, you yeah. know. You get it. You get it. It's really hard out here, but you know we're doing better. Oh, good. We good though. That builds character, homie. When you have a sucky ass team, it builds character, homie. You're like, you know what? Yeah, you can talk shit about me at the bar and talk shit about my team, but fuck that, because I'm still gonna buy my beer. I'm still gonna walk out of here, man. So what if my team sucks, okay? And your team fucking in deep deflates balls and shit like that. Pause. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like it's all good. True. Yeah. You know, Lakers got Kyle Kuzma too. He's the boy. Shout out him, rookie of the year. You uh, we were talking about Levar Ball in the car. Oh, uh, Levar Ball. You talking about Levar's balls? Pause. Yeah. Talking about his balls. Yeah. Pause. Levar's balls? Pause. You said they gotta be big in order for him to be doing what he's doing. I don't know. Levar Ball is a genius, dude. Marketing Jesus. He started beef with our president. That's like the biggest way. Hold on. Hey, hey, you know (laughs) something? Hey, it's so funny, like. In America now, especially under the climate that we're in right now, all somebody has to say is a couple words, and automatically they're they're on a certain side. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll that say a couple true. words, That's and you'll have, yeah. but they'll be good people. Yeah, yeah be no, good I felt that. People, yeah, yeah. and all they gotta do is say a couple words on some MAGA type shit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh nigga, you what <laughs> You a zombie? Oh nigga, a zombie. Oh nigga. It's like, oh, but that's what I'm saying, man. They have mastered, they have mastered our mind, homie. That is true, though. You know, I felt Good that. Good people are fucking. Come I have on, to that school all the time. You feel me? Like you see some guy before, you're like, oh yeah, he's pretty chill. I talked to him a couple times, and then like later that day, you see him wearing like a MAGA hat. It just changes your whole perspective on the guy. But what you mean by he he he, uh, he, he disrespected our president? Oh, oh no, he like started beef with our president. Wait, he didn't say he disrespected. No. He started. He, how he's did he work? Marketing work? genius because he started a beef with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like the biggest way to get your brand out. Like if you didn't know about LeVar Ball before, now you do. He's a guy having beef with like the most powerful man in the world. Which is absurd to me that this guy, the Donald Trump, that you could just say something to Donald Trump and then Donald Trump could but respond. You, this four years ain't meant to be taken seriously, G. Hmm? It's like it's like a downtime, <laughs> folks. It's just like like you know what I'm saying like when your mama leave town, you and your mama make your mama leave town and leave with your crazy cousin. I mean, but he he like he cool. But he like a little older, but you know he be getting some shit that he ain't got no business be getting. But you know you can't go nowhere because you a shorty, you feel me? You can't just bounce out the house, my nigga. So you there, you feel me? That's what Donald Trump like. He like that crazy, like you been babysitting about that crazy uncle. Man, I wish my mama get home, man. When my mama come home, man? Fuck. And you gotta deal with it for four years, my nigga. But you'll, you'll be fine. Mama gonna be home, or somebody gonna be home to get this motherfucker out the house. No pun intended. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, you got to look at it. I'm telling you, man, your mind is what makes anything real. You just set the precedent for what you want to get into and what you are emotional about and give your energy to. You determine that, homie. So, that's just draining, homie. When you just just hear it being bombarded by goofy-ass shit, goofy-ass shit, ignorant-ass shit. Boop, boop. You got to block that shit out. It's white noise, homie. That's it. And so, that's what I'm saying. It's nothing but a distraction. All this Trump shit, if you, if you let your mind get too much in that, all that Trump shit, you'll be distracted. Do what the fuck you supposed to be doing. He in there, you see, all, you see him on Rosa came out. She, she was like, shit, 
You know what? These motherfuckers, these white boys is crazy in the motherfuckers. Bitch, why was you there in the first place? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What were you expecting? What were you expecting, Omarosa? You know how they get that. So if you, uh, if you hear them talking about these niggers around here, can you believe these niggers? Man, you know they talking like that. You know they is. You got possum sessions back there. You know they talking about like that. Bro, fucking Mike Pence out here. He wants she to shot gay people. <laughs> because she made that bed and she had to lie in that motherfucker. And it was it hurt her soul. Because she was with a real brother. She was with Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, from Chicago. That was her boyfriend. I think she kind of kind of went when he died. I don't know. Her, her mom, I don't know, G. She always been kind of crazy, but I don't know, man. But that was who she was with before before he. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I I don't know, man. She know what she was signed up for. She know it was a it was a room full of racist white folks, and she knew she was gonna hear nigger 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 nigger. We finna. And she knew she was gonna. I don't know why she we. Come on, man. That looked bad on not just her, but come on, like. Girls that do look up to her. Because, yes, there are probably some girls that look up to her. That's not a good example, fam. Crew is in fine form today. Huh? Yeah, jumping up and down. I, we we got to get visuals eventually at some point. We got to get a camera in here so that folks at home. Just been asking about that. He's like, he's like, what are you, you guys got to get video. You yeah. know that, right? We got to get well, video. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll come. You, you got you to gotta pay your dues for video. I feel like visual is something that... People, people need to, people want, I want people to, it's almost like back in the day when it was just radio. It wasn't no TV. You couldn't connect the, the dots with the picture and the, and picture and the, and the, uh, the words just yet. Mm. Because it gives people the time to get into the voice first, get to the person before, because when you start getting to the visual, then you start looking at other things that ain't important. You know, just, I, I might be. You know, five two, well, like a, I mean, I like we have a, a bow leg or something, and Howie might got super strong shoulders, looking like the Ludacris video, you know. But I don't know, man. I'm just like, you know, you gotta pay your pay your dues for the visual, man. I will get there, just like anything, you know. No, I, I agree. I, uh, I, I mean, he started listening to podcasts kind of late, or much later than than they than they had started, and he started with the visuals. Because there was a time where, like, Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz and all of them, the whole crew, a lot of them didn't have visual at all. Yeah. And it was just audio. And I, and I enjoyed it. And now sometimes I will go, I, I like the vid visual option because there'll be a moment where the guest might get emotional in a way where you're like, what did his face look like? I want to know what his face, because you can hear it in, uh, you can hear it in their audio. You can hear it in the way that they talk. Maybe their voice will crack a little bit or, the, the, you know. It'll be shaking. You're like, I want to see that, and then you see the visual, and you're like, Oh, this adds another dimension to it. But at the same time, I mean, that to to have the visual also locks you in, right? Like you can't really carry it around. I mean, you can if you just listen to the audio, but you can't carry it around if you're stuck on the visual. I mean, like the visual also change how like people think of you. you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because like if they saw me right now, they're gonna be like, Who's this punk ass kid wearing that fly ass fit? Talking shit right now, like like crew did when he saw you. Yeah, crew got hella <laughs> mad. Crew was like, "Who did you dumb brought to my house?" And crew and, and crew's been grilling you ever since. But I think he's you've been warmed up to him or what? I'm gonna bang on the can I bang on the bird real quick. What's up, bird nigga? He's tired. Nigga, what? So you gotta bang on the bird sometime. You know what I'm saying? Bird be telling. He's talking about a helicopter for the folks at home. Who get uh, that vision? Man, you sound like gangland, bird. 
slang for helicopter. I told Armand last week, I was like, sometimes I feel like I'm cruise lawyer because he'll come and say some wild shit. And I, I gotta, say nothing wild, G. And I gotta say, I'm tame and still like a motherfucker. To clarify, what he means by that is, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I always gotta sort of come in and be the. It's like good cop, bad cop almost. Crew wilds out, goes crazy. Which is good. I, we, it's a good balance. Yeah. I think it's a great balance. Well, I think we strike a one. I mean, we, I think we good. We're just having a conversation, man, with some real people. You know what I'm saying? Like your, man, like your man's here. You know what I'm saying? From Poppy Street. You from Poppy Street for real? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're you know, you, how many times have you been hit up? Hit up? Because this is California. California. I'm just saying, like, in California, because, you know, in Southern California, though, like, they're where, they're where you're from, home, or your ass to death. So, have yeah, you, that's true. Everybody takes a hometown serious. Because you, you got a Chicano dad, so I know he, you know, he probably, you know. Yeah, my was, dad. Was he in the streets like that or what? Yeah, my dad claims Omani. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's where he grew up. Omani is like, it's a city. It's a pretty big ass city, low key. It's like, it's split up from Omani, East Omani, and then it's like a North Omani that goes into like Arcadia. North Omani is more like the nice, kind of like, you know, a lot of Asian people move there. You get money over there? Yeah, North Omani is more like higher up. Omani, the city itself, is like, kind of like, it's not bad. It's not, Armani said, ain't that the good, cologne, nigga? Hold on, hold on, nigga. Hold on, nigga. Hold on. Armani, nigga. Ain't that the cologne? That's, that's a designer, nigga. Hold on. Oh. Is the city named Armani in them? El Monte. Oh, El Monte. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nancy, man. Nancy. Yeah, no. And then there's East Armani, where it's like, that's where all the shit happens, you know? That's where you get stuck with, like, the wrong people and everything. And that's where, like, where my dad grew up. Okay. He grew up next to, like, the Klingerman apartments, where, like, this. That's where all the sketch shit went out, you know? You know, like, that pair of apartments where, like, all the, all the hoes go? Like yeah, that. you see, like, police there at least twice a week. Okay. You know? That's where you came from. It was so. like Pac, when Pac first, he first moved it, uh, I think it was to Oakland. First thing he saw, somebody get stabbed up or shot. Was, was, did he get shot? No, I think he got stabbed. Oh, the dude got stabbed up. <laughs> as soon as he got to, you know, <laughs> to Oakland. You know what I'm saying? But I'm actually, um, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, man. Uh, no, I feel you on that. Like, my dad told me stories about, like, when he was, like, six years old, he was trying to ride his bike with, like, his his brother. I have a, he has a younger brother, my uncle. They're riding, like, their bikes. Like, some dude comes up to him and just takes their bikes. Like, little six-year-old kids, little four-year-old kid. They just took their bikes, went away. Dad runs home, gets, like, his uncles. They go get the bike back, you know. That type of shit. This is, like, not a really good place. It's fine now, though, you know. Like, they cleaned it up, like, the past, like, years. Like, I lived there when I was really young, too. But it's like nothing before now. It's really nice now. It's getting nicer. More white people moved in. It's a lot better. So I mean, and that, you know, and ain't nothing wrong with, with white folks moving moving anywhere. Anybody can move anywhere. You feel me? It's just a there's a negative connotation of white folks because of the lineage and the history and all that. But you have to really look at the energy, as I said time and time again, especially now, because um, usually the ones that's racist is, is usually the older white people. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. For real though, you don't mean the young folk. Young folk don't be really be on that, man. I yeah, mean, yeah, dude. yeah, you got your little racist little, you know, here and there, but they ain't tripping off that shit. Yeah, you're like, for the I'm, majority. When I'm me? somewhere like all like Hispanics and shit, you know, all Hispanics, yeah. all black, I feel a little more safer when I see like some white people there. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Hispanic culture, We're especially in Southern California, there, there's a gang culture involved. So the politics is a little different, but I feel like that's being washed out. Yeah, it's not kinda, as bad you know as before, saying? you know. Because like, we you know, when I was coming up, but when I was like kind of like younger, it was a little different. Like 10 years, 10, 20 years ago, it was a little different. Like, Mexicans, black people wasn't fucking with each other like that down here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's starting with, with hip hop. Thank God for hip hop, baby. 
Thank God for rap music because and weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because weed and, and hip hop and rap has brought people together that normally wouldn't traditionally get along and normally wouldn't traditionally be together. So you you gotta look at that as a blessing and you know what I mean? So, you know, but that's dope though. That's what I'm saying, like the generation like 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 the eight and the nine year olds now, they the ones that's gonna benefit from all the bullshit that's going on right now. All the little fuck shit. When the shit's like said and done, watch. By the time they get older, shit gonna be on point, my nigga. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like some. I'm telling you, watch. Yeah, I feel you on that. You know, like how everybody's saying we're being like divided right now, racially, socially. If 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 the planet's still here, yeah. Because everybody knows, I just want the planet to be here till 2020, because that's when the Chicago has an All Star game. Go ahead. Yeah, no, like everybody says, you know, like we're all getting divided racially, class. All that stuff, but I guarantee you, you know, after all this is done, we're gonna be closer than ever before. You know, nothing else brings people closer together than like a mutual hate for one person or one thing. You know, right? That really brings everybody together. You said a mutual, a mutual what? Like a hate or like a love for something. You said a hate, a mutual hate. But see, I, who wants to hate, bro? Like you know, what I'm saying like for me, resistance, hate instead of resistance. But like, see, that, yeah, that's probably but, a better but word. But who wants to like you know, hate? Just sounds bad. You know, like I ain't never been a hater in my life. You know what I'm saying? I don't hate nobody. Like, I might not, I might like, I, even if you, you know, I, I might, never mind. But, <laughs> look, man, I'm the type of person where I don't have time to do all that, but like, can, like, cause that, you ain't no better than the Tiki Torches dudes. The, 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 the white dudes in, the, in, in, in Virginia? Oh, yeah. With the, the Tiki Torches? The white you ain't no better than them. <laughs> I'm telling you, what you hate, you will become. You know, you know what I'm saying? So you never want to hate nothing. That, don't do that. Cause you ain't no better. You ain't got no time to do that. If you really on, on, on your shit like you're supposed to be, you ain't got no time to be hating on nothing. And to collectively, like to get together as a group, that's even worse. So all y'all motherfuckers is on the same frequency, you know what I'm saying, and vibration when it comes, like that's stupid. Waste of time, G. No results, G. You know what I'm saying? That's all it does. So, that like, I just, I don't know, that's just me. I can't tell you what to do, my brother. I think well, I mean, what you said right there was uh, how you know better than them. I, I, when I look at people like that, I think about. Did you check the chicken, by the way? We want this house to burn down. It shuts off. Oh, it's it's a bad emoji of it, so it shuts off when the timer goes off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, if you think about what are the conditions that they're raised under, who are their parents? Who are their parents? Where do they grow up? Uh, what are their their opportunities for education? What are their opportunities for employment? When you look at people who like get wrapped up in this extremism, whether it be like white terrorism or like Islamic jihadism, it's like what you're looking at mostly is like young males. How many girls were in that crowd? Hardly any. You're looking at disenfranchised males mm. who don't have job prospects, yeah. who are lonely. No skill, no skill set. No skill set, or 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 even just an education, but no employment. Even even just low level employment, or just no hope. They're disenfranchised, and they don't see like a, a future for themselves. So they latch on to this crazy. Hey, the traffic on Thursday be real to the motherfucker. Yeah, I noticed that. I, it's because of special light sign too. It's because the train keeps on rolling in every once in a while. That's the issue. But uh. No, there's no, it's it's this, it's like, it's pretty identifiable, the trend of like extremism. It's usually male, it's usually young, it's usually disenfranchised people who grew up under poor circumstances. So it's like, it, so what I'm saying is, had you been raised under those circumstances, who would you be? You would be that person. 
You be of that course. individual. You ain't got no choice but to be that. But you know what, man? I think some of these souls down here chose to be down here because they 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 got the trick to us. Like they've been down here so much that they got the spiritual trick to where you know what? I'm gonna hop down earth real quick. Whoop! This shit is like and be a, a white supremacist. Be I mean, not everybody has that gift though. I think some souls are a little more advanced than you. Only the good guys. Do. You know what I'm saying? Only the good guys. Do. Huh? The good guys came down to help the white supremacists be good people. Yeah, I don't know. If the Tiki Torch dudes, I don't know about it. You got too many holes in your theories, crew, because you tell me. About what? About what theories? About what theory? Okay, so t- tell me, tell me, because I'm. I just, I'm, that's me, nigga. It's my movie. Yeah, you ain't got to believe me. You ain't got to follow me to the liquor store, my nigga. Okay? But I'm saying, though, what crew believe is there are ancient souls down here. Not everybody is the same down here. You got, you got, just, everybody's just on different vibe. It's everybody's different movie. Your mind and your two eyes are the only thing that makes this thing real. Everybody's on a separate movie. I'm a, I'm a co-star in your movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm a co-star in your movie. I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's your movie. Your mind is what makes that real. So, with that being said, I feel like some of these souls, this is a simulator. Earth is the Truman Show. This is not, this, this is not, this is, a, this is Maya. It's a simulator. But it is a grade too. And if you don't get it, you'll repeat the grade. Reincarcerated. You'll be reincarcerated and you have to come back down here. I'm not I, I'm not trying to come back down here. That's why I want to be cremated. I don't want to be buried. Cremate me. No ties. I came down here for a ride. And I'm done. I'm going back home. You feel me? That's how I look at it. You feel me? Yeah. But that's just me. What's up, Marcus? What's up? You got that dinner that you gotta go to. What time you gotta leave? Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm good for like uh, 30 minutes. Not 30 minutes. What about an hour and 10 minutes? I gotta go do comedy. I gotta sign up for 7. You ain't gotta do no damn comedy, man. Man, who for this? What comedy for this? You finna do comedy for I'm gonna do what? What's up? You finna do comedy for this? You finna do Probably. They finna talk about your show. You gonna be the first comedy show in history where the audience gonna roast your ass. That's fucked up, G. Like, boo, you big short ass nigga. Boo, get off the stage. Where your head at? We see your shoulders, nigga. Nah, I'm, I'm ready, dude. You ready to go? Hey, man, it's been fun, man. I appreciate you coming out here, man. Yeah, no, up, thanks, man. dude. Thanks for having me. Easy, man. Real talk, man. It's a party either way. No, thank you, Marcus, for coming out. Thank you for the listeners. I really appreciate it. Older you back. It's been a party either way. Yeah. 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 Thanks, man. I'm the one man army a sword. I never been tookin' out. I keep MCs looking out. I drop signs like Crosby dropping babies. Enough to make a nigga go crazy. Energy building, taking all types of medicines. Your ass thought you were better than a son. I keep planets in orbit while I be coming with deeper and more shit. Enough to make you break and shake your ass as I create. Rhyme good as a tasty cake makes this style a master in. Niggas catching headaches, what, what? You need aspirin? This type of pain you couldn't even kill with might or Fuck around, get sprayed with Lysol in your face like the can of mace, baby. Isn't burning with fucking hell you're learning? How? I don't even like your motherfucking profile. Give me my fucking shit. Wow, that seen and heard. No one knows, you forget. Niggas be quiet as kept. Now you know nothing before you do a whole fucking lot. 
Your ass don't wanna get shot A lot of MCs came to my showdown Then watch me put your fucking ass low down As you can go below zero Without a doubt I never been taken out By a nigga who couldn't figure Yeah, by a nigga who couldn't figure Yeah, by a nigga who couldn't figure How to pull a fucking gun trick I said get the fuck out of here Nigga wanna get too close to the utmost But I got stacks that attack any whack host Introducing your fuck that nigga's name My hip hop drops on your head like rain And when it rain it pours up my rhymes hardcore That's why I give them more of the roar Telling that I got what was out the spot MCs I'll be burning, burning hot Whoa ho ho, let me like slow up with the flow If I move too quick, oh you just won't know I'm homicidal when you enter the target Nigga get up, act like a pig, try to hold shit So I take your ass out quick, the mic's some had it, my nigga You can suck my dick If you wanna step to my motherfucking rep Blow, 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 blown to death You got shot, cause you knock, knock, knock Who's there? Another motherfucking hard rock Slacking on your back, and cause raw's what you lack You wanna react? Bring it on back Same with you, when you stepped up to the old dirty bastard Brooklyn, so Shame on you when you step through to the old dirty bastard Brooklyn, so Brooklyn, so Shame on you when you step through to the old dirty bastard Brooklyn, so Shame on you when you step through to the old dirty bastard Brooklyn, so Shame on you when you step through to the old dirty bastard Brooklyn, so What? My nigga Yeah.